Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Yo, Cosby, we need to put you through processing. You're free to go. All right, brothers, I'm out of here. I want you all to take care of yourselves and be good. Uh, peace, love, and try to, you know, do the best you can to finish out your time and not hurt nobody. Hey, yo, Cosby, man, be good out there, brother. Stay safe. All oh, peanut, you know what it is. It's going to be all good, baby. All right, you come visit you from time to time. Hey, Cosby, make sure when you get out there, say hello to my cousin for me. Oh, I definitely will do that. And I want you and the rest of the white brothers of the Aryan Nationalist Brotherhood to try to take it easy and be a little bit kinder to the brothers. At the end of the day, we need to get along. All right. Hey, Cosby, baby. Make sure when you get out there, man, you go to the south side and visit my peoples. Oh, nigga, you know I got you back, baby. Time to get out of here. Where's the correctional officer? Old Steve? That was nice, right? Yeah, that was nice. All right, cool. Uh, Let me start off with the dude who I had to get in his ass. Uh, FFB332, Mob Williams. Um, Aries, again, you're right. I was listening to you wrong. I apologize, and you were right. No disrespect, brother. I was wrong for coming at you like that. It's all good, bugging out. Uh, You know, you forgive him, brother. Just next time, remember where you at. You know, this is Sal's Pasadena. <laughs> Kenny King, uh, Bill Cosby. Aries, here's a Bill Cosby story for you. I received a full ride to play football at Temple back in 04. When I got to the school, they had orientation hosted by none other than Bill Cosby. So Cosby is standing up there doing his Fat Albert intro, running around talking about jello jigglers and pudding pops only to stop to focus on this girl wearing some tight clothes and a tube top. Bill starts talking about how girls need to watch what they wear so they don't give guys the wrong idea, respect yourself, etc. Then he drops the most epic line I've never heard at an orientation. You've got bitches here and you've got hoes, but you can't wear a shirt saying you're a bitch or a hoe because not all the bitches are hoes. I'd see him walking campus all the time, rocking his sweats and Birkenstocks, and he was always friendly, especially to the girls. 
he'd always stop to say, well, hello there, pretty lady, and check them out as he walked by. Kenny King. You th- is he telling a story about that line, you think? That mm. Cosby said that? No, I'm sure he said that. Do you it. believe it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why would he lie, yeah, right? Yeah. You've got bitches here and you've got the hoes, but you can't wear a shirt saying you're a bitch or a hoe because not all the bitches are hoes. Damn. Now you really thought he said it. Right. Okay. What the fuck is Birkenstocks? Those are those shoes. Uh, they're from Germany and they have like a um, an insole. Ooh, I remembered a word. They have an insole that's right. to uh, improve your feet. Uh, and posture and, and, and take care of your feet. So, First time I heard that was um, Dave Chappelle uh, for what it's worth special on Shirk, on, on Showtime when he said uh, something about, uh, now I know how you did it. You kept all the niggas on the other side of that bridge. And then he said, uh, bye, come back. We're having a sale on Birkenstocks. That's the first time I ever heard that. Uh, yeah, but they all they look like the the popular most popular ones are the sandals. They look like the I, you know. Listen, man. Um, again, I don't want to because we talked about it yesterday, but and I don't want to get off on the thing about whether or not Cosby did it or you know. But Cosby obviously has a deep tasteful pussy, man. Like me, he loves pussy. I think he's a little bit more deviant than you might be. I don't know. I would I would definitely say that uh, because I don't think you would stop it. I don't think you would stop a comedy. Show to to you might look right, but I don't think you would stop your comedy show and, and improvise. Uh, well, that's no, not true, you might improvise, yeah, because I've done that, yeah, yeah, yeah you would. But, but something about Cosby feels more like if he was on campus in the library and girls are getting books, he's two shelves over looking through the books <laughs> to, look, to look at her. This, you should go to the section about female reproduction. Read about the vagina and the clitoris. It's a wonderful read. I just got done reading it, and as I was turning the page, you heard that was my fingers putting some extra glue on the pages. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. I'm not even... <laughs> what are you? Is this a Geronimo moment for you? No, it's it's not even a Geronimo moment for me. It's just more of a. Like, I, I don't know where to go with this because here we, okay. And we probably, I, I didn't really address it all in the last one. I don't want to spend too much time on it. We we know that there's, you can't you have. almost sounded like Cosby just then. You, you know, you, but you go know, ahead. You, you know, you can't have, I can't do that. That was almost pretty good. You can't have that many people come out and and there's not a little, there's, there's smoke. I'm not saying. So there should be a little fire. fire. In. But how he got convicted was a different story. So this is two different. These these are they, they try to put these conversations down. They're two different conversations, right? And there's probably a third conversation in there too that all makes sense, but separately, none of them make sense together. And I, now I really feel like I'm sounding like Cosby the way I'm saying those right, things. Right. Not that I have the voice right, down, right. but the way that I'm saying them. So yeah, it's not a Geronimo moment for me. It's just a very confusing conversation because we're trying to have. Three basically conversations all in one, and they don't fit. It feels like there's a loyal comedic part of you that doesn't want to shame an icon, but at the same time, you're trying to be honest about what it is. 
first of all, I don't feel bad about the comedy part. I, I think that he was a, he's a comic genius. Uh, Why is there air is one of the greatest comedy albums ever. Um, when you go and uh, you watch what he did, like, and you talk about this in your set, the the uh, the Cosby Show, yes, was genius. Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids, the cartoon, yeah, genius. I have no problem. It's, he's a genius. There's been a lot of fucked up Jesus over the history of this world. Geniuses. Yeah. You said fucked up genius. Jesus. Oh, genius. Fucked up geniuses. <laughs> right. There's probably some fucked up Jesuses too. Right. Uh, but, G- but yeah, that's one conversation. Do I think that he uh, ha- has se- has sexual misconduct issues? Yes, I definitely do. I don't think that that many people come out if, if it's not there. Going, though, to the other side, there's the legal part of this. That's why I said there's three conversations. Legally, uh, if there is bad evidence presented in the case that shouldn't have been allowed in the case, it, it gets thrown out, and that's the way that it is. I'm not try- – those are three separate conversations. Right. I-, I hate that we try to put them all in one conversation. Yeah. Okay. Um, Terrell Ingalls. Andy, is this you? Uh, what's up, ANA? I was watching an episode of Bar. Oh, this is what it was. I didn't kept getting confused Bar with the yeah, with the uh, shit we were talking about last night with Casey and the comedy oh, yeah, club. Yeah, yeah. But this is what I meant. Uh, I was watching an episode of Bar Rescue where John Tafer went to a comedy club stand up Scottsdale. At the beginning, I think I seen you, Andy. Look at the clip that's attached. Is that you before yes. the? Ju- that is you. Yeah, it's me before the beard, the full beard. Yeah. So you got this email. No, I, I, I maybe I probably did get the email. Um, I'm not sure if you. I'm not really remembering that. Uh, I think he sent it just to you. Yeah, is that you before the Jew throwing the beard? Oh, and Aries, I remember you were reading a letter, and there was a line that read, "All I got to do is stay black and die." Well, and you know what, dude? I, two days ago, I remember where it came from. Uh, well, that came from the movie Lean on Me at the end. All I got to do is stay black and die. Uh, at the end, when Morgan Freeman was in jail. And the students from the school rallied outside in protest for his release. The the white official came in and asked him to do something about it before something goes wrong. As Morgan Freeman was laying on his bed, he yelled, I don't have to do anything but stay black and die. A few episodes back, you were trying to figure out where it came from. If you read this after June 30th, then disregard this last part because I know you will probably talk about it already. Bill Cosby Got his freedom papers. What are your thoughts? Well, yeah, brother, we've discussed it several times over. Um, so I'll ignore that. But Andy's saying that is him. Yeah, that's me. Uh, there's a little bit of a beard there, but it's it's, it's tighter. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's my friend, uh, Howard Hughes. Oh, who, and then he sent the, the, the thing. Yeah, that's me right there. That's my... Holy shit. Uh, and, and I'm going to go back to that haircut, that, that really short That's haircut. damn, they bald. Yeah. Because I'm Holy damn near, shit. and that was a long time. I had hair then. I didn't appreciate it. But there's right. a little bit of a beard there. Uh, that's my friend Howard Hughes had a cl- club called Stand Up Scottsdale out in Arizona. And uh, I used to frequent that club. He didn't try to get me on that one. They just filmed that uh, that one. Uh, and I'm just up there in the beginning. Then the second time they came for the other one, they tried to get me to, uh, I, I did I did a set. It was a good set, actually, um, for the show. And uh I wouldn't sign the paperwork to be on it because uh, really the only thing they want to do is make you look like you suck. So mm. uh, that's why I didn't sign the thing to even be on that one. And that's why there's no uh, uh, sound because uh, I, I wouldn't ever sign the paperwork. How much, how much lighter were you? Because you looked thinner in that. Uh, probably a good 20 pounds. Wow. Wow. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Man. My my fifties, my, my late forties and fifties have been rough on me. Well, your sixties will be smooth. <laughs> um, from Ju Five T Ten Incorporated, Gemma Smash. Okay, so <laughs> right out the gate, and you're laughing. Okay, so first things first. Every fucking guy that has been writing in and talking about how they wouldn't fuck because of a number of reasons is just fucking lying to themselves. I like this nigga. Um, because we all know, and he puts in parentheses, come on, men, that when the Supreme, and I, le- and I wrote him back because I love how he described her. When that Supreme Clydesdale, <laughs> that is perfect, nigga. Because when you look at the thigh-leg combination, a Clydesdale, I don't know what it is about a Clydesdale. Them motherfuckers is stick. They got a thicker hip, leg, ass area. She comes walking in the room like this now. Yeah. And yeah, my dick's growing with every clop, clop. Um, that when the Supreme Clydesdale pulls off them lace panties and them titties and that monkey is poking out ain't no and i mean no man is going to turn that down so today i was watching the new rob schneider special on netflix anyways so i get out of the room and tell my boy yo the stand-up special is kind of funny he then tells me a story of how guy tory did an interview saying that rob is a complete asshole and acted like a dick the entire time on set i didn't know how to take this and it kind of gave me a different vibe about him not sure if you guys knew anything about this and could clarify if it's true. Have y'all ever thought of diving into the cannabis industry? I know I've mentioned this one time in a DM and to Andy on a couple of occasions. Anyways, I'm a cultivator for a dispensary grow in Arizona and just thought it would be good constant income. Keep killing the podcast game. Um, you know, Justin, I have thought about that. Um, and, you know, often when I've done be reels smoke box because he his whole facility where he shoots the podcast uh downtown la is also where he does his cannabis shit and he sells cannabis and i know it can be a lucrative business uh if done right um but i also hear that it's complicated it's not the easiest business to get into but as a side hustle and another source of income yeah i would love to do it but i probably would be more uh, inclined to do it with a partner um, as opposed to trying to start from the ground up by myself only because it, at this age with all I got going on and my my mental can't handle uh, too much more in terms of responsibility. So I would definitely need some assistance on that. Uh, before I hand that over to Andy, um, I can tell you this, uh, Rob Schneider, I could believe the story. I know Guy. I don't see why Guy would lie. Um, but I remember I had an incident where I was parking my car outside the Laugh Factory in Hollywood, and Rob Schneider happened to be parking his car, uh, like a car a car or so down. And I, as I was walking towards the Laugh Factory, we crossed paths, and I said, hey, man, big fan of your work. And he couldn't have been more of a dick. Uh, he, sh- he shunned me like I was a homeless person asking for money and just pfft, as he walked past me. So I can believe it. Uh, which what am I commenting on? Uh, cannabis and dick. <laughs> cannabis is a great industry. I talked to you before about this. Uh, I would love to do it. I don't think legally I can. Right. Uh, oh, because yeah, uh, GTA character. 
but uh yeah i would love to be i have some friends uh that are involved uh i think Daniel rollins just released his uh i think he has he has um river ninja i believe what is that a strand a strain a strain he's, he's doing yeah so I, I think so i don't know i i saw uh ig why do they name these things at the end of the day they all get you high because what, what who sits around high and goes Man, this gorilla monkey got me wanting to eat bananas and climb trees. Yo, this 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 ninja. What was it? Uh, uh, I just told you. So now I don't know. Uh, river ninja. Nigga, this river ninja got me wanting to dress up like a ninja and throw stars in the river. Like what? It, it, if if you took on, if the high made you take on the name. Then I would see the the allure. It gets high. I'm going to give you something, and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna like it once I say it. it it's a brand name, like, like Pepsi. It's a brand name, and they know that as much as they know me more than the owner of General Mills. It's it's the brand name, so you know that Blue you, Magic. You like that kind of high, right? Okay, that's all it is. There's Sour Diesel, which is you know it was always Sour Diesel. Man, this weed got me wanting to. Suck a brolic nigga's dick that's salty. <laughs> you may want to avoid that one once you fail. If that happens, you might want to go. You would go, I want to go. Yeah, I don't want any of that sour diesel. Man. I'm not even going to tell you what happened last time I smoked oh, this. <laughs> that's why they named that shit. Right. So you don't make the mistake twice. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then Rob Snyder. I don't know. I've heard mixed reviews. I have never met him personally. I know he's living in Arizona now. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I know he does. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I had this thing about, and you're kind of one of the exceptions in this. And there's a few people that are I, I, I don't put into this category, mm-hmm. but comedians that make it in television and movies, right? There's they definitely have a different attitude. There's a different vibe that they give off once they get into um, the movie industry. Yeah, and I think it has a lot to do. With when you're a comedian, you're known in comedy uh, in comedic circles, people who enjoy comedy, mm-hmm. stand up. But when you're in television or when you're in the movies, now you have a broader audience, and there's a there's a wall that certain people don't respect. And I used to think, uh, and I'm just going to give you for example, uh, Dave Sp- David Spade is from Phoenix. So every time he come to Phoenix. You could never, as a comic, you want to see people that came from where you were from because you want to see that you you have an idea of that you could be there too because they came from the same place. Right. Were. So when you'd see Spade, you'd see all his his crew that was around him and the people, and you could never see him. You could never talk to him. And I thought this guy, you know, he's one of them TV dudes. He's an, an actor. He's he's an. And I, I'm not going to say a dick, but I just like yeah, you know, he ain't someone that you can talk to. I got into a situation where I ended up on on a show with Spade. Nicest fucking dude ever. Complimentary. It showed his insecurities of who he was as well, which right. it, which a lot of those guys won't do. Um, and then I just realized, you know, that's when I that's when I started to think about what he goes through, why he has those people around him, especially when he would come to Phoenix because he knows so many people in Phoenix and they're all trying to get to him. That's when I just kind of took a step back, and I, 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 I'm not saying that I understand it because I've never been in that situation, but I see it now. My eyes are more open to it, how they have to interact with people because a lot of people are invading their space because they, they think that they, people feel like when they see you on television or when they see you at the movies that they know you. 
Well, that and 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 I think that it's another level of high. Um because you know when we do what we do on stage and we kill and have a good set, there's a high, there's a moment. Uh you you get off, you, people compliment you, want to shake your hand, take your picture. Uh and it's a high. You, you it's a it's a euphoria. Um so now imagine now you go anywhere in the country to an AMC theater and there's your title. There's your poster. Yeah. There's your image. If the movie is, you know, a hit, the theater's packed. People are laughing where they're supposed to laugh. And this is you all throughout the country um, as a movie star. If it's TV, you know, every week people are tuning in to your show with your name uh, or where you're the star. More money, more fame, more... Ah, it's a high. And 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 I and I think that some people handle the high well, and some people lose themselves. Um, they believe the hype. They believe the hype. So you know, okay. But uh, you did say it was guy touring. He said yes. guy touring, and you said you had an experience with him. Well, that time he yeah. kind of shunned me. And you're both black, so maybe he's not an asshole. Maybe you know, he's like, a racist. Uh, racist. <laughs> The, the copy guy. Uh, no, I'm going to bleed into <laughs> Brett Butler. <laughs> Making copies. Uh, there's a joke there somewhere, but I'm going to bleed into Brett Butler if I do that. All right. Um, oh. Dr. Uh, what up, Legend? Once again, to my two favorite peoples, I've noticed that my garbage bag production line is making quite a buzz on the show. <laughs> And I've also noticed every ever since I said said it, niggas have been stepping their game up a bit. Glad I could make a slight difference. Y'all keep doing what you're doing. I also noticed the statement you made about racial presidency. Like when you said that every president has been racist. I have to beg to differ with you on this one, Chief. John F. Kennedy, to me, was the first black president. He was actually for equality amongst black and white people. He had Martin Luther King uh safely bailed from jail when he was arrested and made sure many blacks I can't wait to hear Andy's take on this. Many look he's stretching. Many black people were hospitalized after race riots. He was he was he was he even for Malcolm X. Money Uh even for Malcolm X and Martin Luther King coming together to get a movement started for equal rights. That's why he was assassinated, because he actually wanted to help black people. I don't know if that's why. But then again, I don't know that it wasn't why. But let me let me, let me go. Uh, and what's even more fucked up, they killed his brother Bobby a few years later after he was elected for trying to do the same thing. How fucking tragic. It saddens me to know that the hate for black people ran so deep that they would go as far as depriving black people from the simple human rights of life and would go as far as killing anyone for trying to make a difference on that situation, even if it meant killing the higher authorities of their own kind to do so. Just like in the world of hip-hop and the death of Pac and Biggie, I always wonder what the U.S. would be like. Let me stop real quick. This is why I say the brilliance of Chris Rock, even though he don't make me laugh. It reminds me of that great bit where bit. he talked about uh, 
man, uh, Biggie was assassinated. Tupac was assassinated. He goes, no, uh, John F. Kennedy was assassinated. Uh, Martin Luther King was assassinated. Them two niggas got shot. School will still be open on their birthday. Brilliant. Um, would be like uh, what the years would be like if John and his brother never died. Don't want to speak too much about it. Just giving y'all something to think about. But anyway, thanks again and much appreciation to all the complimentary DMs that I have been sent due to the mu- due to my music that's been heard on the show. I hear that I hear that many of you love the Lady Razorblade song. And just to let you know, a video for that song in the making as we speak. This nigga is his biggest salesman. Takes <laughs> a thousand for my people's. Um, I don't know all the in depth about the relationship between Martin and Kennedy, but I think what I do know is there has been some stuff, uh, some actual voice recordings where Kennedy wasn't gung ho about Dr. King or the movement. Uh, yes, he did what he had to do, yes, he did some things. But there was, God, I wish I could be specific, but I can't. I'm having an Andy moment. I can't really remember all the details to it. But there was some voice recording where basically, and I'm paraphrasing, Kennedy wanted to help and was trying to do the right thing. But certain racial aspects kept him not wanting to do it. I want to help that nigga, but I, I know I'm in charge. Chad, <laughs> uh, and I hope Dr. King and what he's doing in high regard. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, I have to take a step back before I do what have to do for the patty. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's probably closer to what was said. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Somebody bail that nigger out. Uh, let him know that I'm going to do it <clears throat> and drop all the charges. Go ahead. Uh, first of all, and I, no, I was going to come out a lot harder on this, and I'm not. Uh-oh. I'm not. I'm not because the Kennedys did do the movement went through the Kennedys initially. But let's be really honest about this. It was completely accidental. Uh, the only reason that uh, Kennedy got uh, Martin Luther King out of jail is because Nixon couldn't, and Nixon tried. Uh, Nixon couldn't do it because there was a Democrat who was in charge Chitch. and Chitch. Uh, he couldn't. So he had no negotiating power. Right. Nixon wasn't liked in his, uh, by, uh, those around him for a lot of reasons. And Nixon had a horrible uh, presence and, uh, but he actually had a relationship with Martin Luther King. Nixon. Yes. Didn't know that. Uh, he wanted to get him out. Uh, Nixon at that time and the Republicans at the time, at the time, and trying to clarify that really, really uh, harsh, hard here, at the time, uh, had uh, a a lot, a different trust from the black community because at that time uh, they had done legally, they had presented themselves in a way that when they handle uh, race relationships legally, and that was their point, that they would stay out of business uh, and they would do things in a legal matter. It worked out more for the black community than 
the other than what the Democrats were doing at the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it was because of a love for black people. I'm saying they followed the letter of the law, the legal letter of the law. And when you do that, uh, you have to take a step back and go, oh, we're doing things wrong. Uh, this should ha- be happening this way. Um, and then to bring a Bobby Kennedy, who was adamantly against getting Martin Luther King out of jail because he thought that that was going to cost him the election. These guys, the Kennedys, were all about, they were the original Clintons. They were about what was best for Mm. their marketing and their brand. So it really wasn't like there was a love for the Negro. It was just... Once they saw that they were attached to the movement and they saw that that was was beneficial, that's where where it went, and that's where Bobby Kennedy went when he was running. Now, I'm not saying he wouldn't have made great strides once he was behind it. I'm just saying the actuality, the love that you express for them is, is uh, I, I think you need to do a little bit more research and look into what you, who you love because. Um, the white devil is never to be trusted, brother, no matter who or what he does. That white devil and them pig's feet and them hog nose and that <laughs> is always trying to hurt the black man. <laughs> <laughs> when you hear an oink, nigga, run. Dead him, niggas, go. Uh, you know, when, when we talk about politicians, politicians have, uh, they want, they need votes. That's how you get elected. So you do what it takes to get people on your side. We need to, Bobby, we need to win some votes. Uh, it's, it's Negro love time. It's Negro loving season. Uh, we need to win some votes. So, uh we know normally we would never have any Negroes up to the house in the Hamptons, but uh, this is a very crucial time. So let's pick four or five dockies uh, that we feel we could stomach them putting our silverware into their mouth. <laughs> let's treat these Negroes with high regard. I, 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 I never heard anybody say it. Now, even without the just the idea of the silverware, the, how you put that, it was. I've heard all like you can't use the bathroom, you can't. Right, but right. the silverware that right. was just, just fucking awesome. As soon as, uh, as soon as they're done, uh, behind their backs, we'll throw it in the river or in the ocean or the nice waters behind our Hampton mansions. All right. The, uh, but Kennedy to Kennedy. You know, uh, he did listen to the other people around him, and they wanted to get uh, Dr. King out. And Kennedy sided with what he thought was right. So I will give that to them, that he he went with what he thought was right. Uh, But when uh, his brother came in and was furious because he thought that that was the election, and it was about... So so the moral of the story, election trumps human decency. Well... I mean, you could take, and this is why when you said that all presidents are racist, I didn't go, I wasn't even trying to even massage that at all. Because if you go back to the inception of the country, uh, and we could go to Thomas Jefferson, which is going to be, you know, because he was a slave owner. We got that. Uh, He also was the one who wrote the Declaration of Independence. And when you hear, when you read all the writings from then, they purposely left out the word slavery because they knew it was wrong. Hmm. 
and they thought it was something that was going to go away and that the world was going to be a different place. But when the, the start of the United States happened, the South, 100 years later, wasn't going to give up slavery. They weren't going to do it at that time. Mm-hmm. And they, he, they left it as it was, and he part- partook in what he knew was wrong. And that, I think, is, is to me, if you know something's wrong and you still take part in it, Right, that makes you worse than the person who is just doing it because they feel that that's what's supposed to happen. He knew it was wrong, so I, I think that the country has been based on that idea from the beginning, and all presidents have been that way. And to do whatever it took to get elected and keep it together. The only one who kind of went away from that was, uh, and I don't think by choice either was Lincoln, because he had to keep it together and he wanted to keep the he, he wanted to keep the, the, the union together. Right. So that was the real reason for the war, but that man, I could get into, I could stay on this all fucking day. So I'm going to get off, and I want, I know, I know you want to do the ding ding on me. No, no, no. I just, you know, I listen. I knew when Kennedy was when he said Kennedy. I just knew. I, Dude, I just knew. go through the history of this country and look at the presidents, and you can see there's there's worse presidents out there. Right. But it's not a. It's it's not like someone someone's going to go. Oh yeah, that one. That was the good one. Right. All right. Uh, L Realist, another solid week. Aries walks into the meeting, breathes heavily, uh, puts in parentheses like Mel Gibson. Mike has blown up. Kevin has blown up. I deserve to be blown. Is he talking about Kevin Hart and Mike Epps? Uh, so. <sighs> this is bullshit. <laughs> Kevin Hart is blown up. And Mike Epps is blown up. I deserve to blow up. What's good, ANA? Your boy Obi. Um, writing for the third time. My email got lost in the mix, it seems. It's been a cool week unless I've missed some controversial shit. I listened to you on the Ryan show yesterday, and I'll say you let me down a little bit. You know damn well whoever the kid with the numbers in his name was garbage. He sounded exactly like these new rappers. No, as a black man, I want want any slash everybody to succeed if possible. But like you said previously, this is an art. These dudes fucking up one of our favorite hobbies. Salute. The young brother, but I I hypothetically almost threw my laptop when he said he was lyrical. Your skit making fun of Southern rappers sounded better than his shit. To push it further, within the middle of the week, the youngsters I work with have uh, was having some barbershop talk. Top actors, singers, rappers. One of these cats put Lil Baby over Jay Z. It probably was the first time. <coughs> excuse me. I let myself get distracted at work but I was going in on them from the remainder of the shift. Same dudes who claim Samuel L. Jackson is a better actor than Denzel. Motherfucker. Um, Patrice on ONA nuked that possibility for me, LOL. I actually took the time to listen to Lil Baby music just so I'm not out of touch, nigga. And I'll say I get it. He isn't terrible, but he's not fucking with dudes I listen to on the regular. Basically, a new future, in my opinion. Also, Bow Wow and Soldier Boy had their verses this weekend. Jesus Christ, that shit sucked. 
I hate I looked, I hate I took what little time I did to even tune into that shit. As far as the Monique situation size, uh, I don't know what to say about our people sometimes. Yes, you should be able to live slash do as you please, but you are a representation of us. I grew out of that pants sagging and always wearing a fitted cap in my late 20s. Excuse me, I'm blaming on the cycle. I blame it on a cycle, though. No real role models to pass on the knowledge that needs to be spread. That shit, uh, the shit that holds us back the most, we glorify. No unity. Tell me if I'm wrong since you're you're also older than me. I don't think African-Americans can come together really outside of entertainment purposes. The Gucci Man and Jeezy Versus literally had a million people watching it. How many do you think were black? Niggas showing up to see if one of these brothers will try to hurt each other, but we can't to build our community. Uh, trying to hurt each other. Oh, but we can't to build our community. I don't want to end on it is what it is, but what else can I say? Since it seems you missed my first email, please listen to Sci High the Prince Black History Project. It is fire and also a couple of YouTube channels since you like documentaries. Joseph Vincent sports uh his shit look better than espn diverse mentality music check out his jay-z verse nas slash 50 verse ja rule who really won good day fams um yeah i don't really know what to i mean i I hear you on everything you said uh yeah you listen black unity has always been the last thing that's on black people's priority list um attempts are made um, you know, I just wish we would do more, do better, be faster. Um, but yeah, I, shit, I concur everything, pretty much what you said. Um, as far as the artists, you know, again, it's all subjective. Um, so I'm an old head, um, like you, um, whether it's Lil Baby, Lil Yachty, Little, 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 whoever, um, <laughs> you know, whoever. yeah, I, I, you know, Jay-Z is tops for me, not just because I'm an old head and he's my era, but because I can understand him and he's lyrical. Um, so, yeah. Dude, I'm going to say this, though. The the breakfast song that you tried, you did on the radio right. where we were at, that's better than most of the shit right now. <laughs> uh, he just, he, he freestyled a, a breakfast beat. Well, it was a beat, and I just talked about breakfast food. Yeah, yeah. I, I just thought the it was bacon, the eggs, and the ham. Huh. Top of the top of the scram. Huh. Eggs, t- 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 some shit. Like Same that. with orange juice. You had orange it. juice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just, it was. But it's just funny because any like as you pointed out, anyone who can do that can do that. Yes, yes. So you know that's the state of where we're at. And again, I know guys like you mentioned, Sci High, the Prince. I know that deep, 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 deep. In the bottom of the rap cereal box is some good prizes. Um, but I'm done digging through the box, nigga. If it don't show up the minute I open the package, I'm good. Um, anything else to add? I, I think... No. All right. I'm going to hold that. Timothy Williamson. The podcast is Fire B. Yo, A&A, filling the pod, fellas. Keep up the great work. $10 a lot of money is my favorite shit. LOL. I say it anytime somebody around me stumbles on a word or fucks up while we text. They don't even know what I'm talking about and they still laugh. Funny as shit, B. 
the gay train with Arnold, Keanu, um, Al, Jason, and Rocky. Fucking genius shit, bro. And Andy's laugh after Al gets pulled back is hilarious. Uh, bring back the $10 a lot of money song. $10. A lot of money. <clears throat> 10 pesos. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be shooting in the dark, nigga. I'm in the dark here. I'm in the dark. Dude, I, I, you know, I hope I don't sound like I'm kissing tushy. Uh, but sometimes it's just a joy to see if I can get Andy to laugh. Because it's like you got your, your fraternity brother to laugh at the fact that you got your dick on your man's neck. Uh, Dude, sometimes they used to say things that are so funny, and I and I go, yeah, that's funny because the comic in me kicks in. Right. But sometimes you just say things that just get me, just and it doesn't even have to be like the funniest thing, right? But it will just grab me for some reason, right. and that's when I that's when I'm enjoying the podcast. If the we most. can stomach our silverware in these Negroes' mouths, <laughs> um, bring back ten dollar out of money song, and Jordan is the goat. There we go, baby. Shit, my man. I ain't got no complaints, brother. Timothy, you said everything that needed to be said. Uh, anything before I move on? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Lewis Blackshear, follow up to the last email. Uh, what up, ANA? I wanted to share in the last email, but I didn't want to go. When I didn't want to go too much longer, and texting from my phone puts me at risk of ten dollar a lot of money. I have finished listening to the Culturally Canceled podcast with you, Aries, Big Daddy Kane, and the others. I just want to say I absolutely loved it. However, I had only one small issue, Aries. I get the East Coast bias of hip-hop. Hell, I'm from L.A., and I prefer more East Coast rap than West Coast. Yay, yay! Just because in my mind, the East is the mecca of hip-hop. My issue was when you were naming the best West Coast rappers, and he puts in caps, you did not name Ice-T, my nigga. We both grew up in the same area, Aries. We're less than a year apart, so I know you know about Ice-T's contributions to hip-hop. You even had him on the podcast. Oh, shit, sorry. That's uh, Ice-T. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want to talk to you, man. And I got um, my other guy here, Stone, Steve Stone Cold Austin. Yeah, Stone Cold, shut up. Uh... <laughs> I know you know about IT's contributions to hip hop. You even had him on the podcast. I consider Ice T as one, if not of, if not the architect of West Coast rap. Honestly, I believe he set the stage for Cube and the rest to stand on. Additionally, he and Cube pays or has paid homage to the East Coast. I can accept you not feeling Cube, but you gotta remember and give props to Ice T. Again, love the show. Y'all stay up. And stay safe. Peace. My bad, dog. Um, <clears throat> Listen, and you're right. I'd be caught up in my East Coast cloud uh, that I don't really think about any other coast too much. Uh, but, yeah, when you talk about pioneers from the West Coast, I almost only because I, I, I almost put one of my instinct is to put Snoop, guys like Snoop, Dre, above everybody else because they're the most to me popular when I think West Coast rap. But you're right. Ice T was before any of them and was a pioneer 
and a trailblazer for the West Coast scene uh, in his own right. <clears throat> so it just escaped me. I just didn't give it much thought. But you're absolutely right. I, I think, and this is, I think you could miss Ice T because not 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 that I, I I agree he should have been on there and you should have included him in that. But you could miss him because Ice T is bigger than his his beginning now. Right. Oh I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. He's not a rapper anymore. Right. He he is. But he's, he's still a rapper. His roots, his roots. But he's so much. You know, he's he's a bit. He's a business now. Yes, and he's in everything. So I could I could see you why you might have missed that right as an oversight. But definitely should have. But been it's definitely an oversight. Because because yeah, yeah uh, Ice T. And I'm not just saying that because he's on a podcast. Motherfucker's a legend. Uh, so yeah, my bad. Uh, his wife is a bad Um. Matthew Riggins, a.k.a. Mookie. Scotty Trippin. It's amazing how far people are willing to go to sell a fucking book, and I'm still not buying it or reading it. Get the fuck out of here, Scotty. Just face it. You were the number two on arguably the best NBA duo. Bum-ass nigga. I hate how motherfuckers are willing to talk shit after they get the rings. Scotty would have no jewelry if it wasn't for Jordan and Phil Jackson coaching style. And he had a chance to take over the team. He crumbled. Mookie. Mookie, when you bring this up, this actually reminds me. Andy and I had a conversation while we were in Portland um, on the way to the club that carried over into once we got to the club. When you say he wouldn't have won without Phil and Michael, hear, hear. But I also think Michael wouldn't have won without Scotty and Phil equally. But then the question becomes, and this was part of Andy and I's conversation, what other great small forward in the NBA could you have paired Michael with and go, they still win a title? Sean Kemp, and I know I asked you this already, but Andy, just so because they, they're hearing this for the first time, you think Sean Kemp would fill in Mike? No. no. Even though he was a dunker like a motherfucker. Yeah, but now you're in Jordan's way. Mm. And his defense wasn't as good as Pippen's. Nope. How about a young before he was hurt, Grant Hill? Grant Hill's the one that I was like, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, because I think Grant, before he was hurt, was more skillful than Scotty. I think Grant is is the one that you – and doesn't need – to be the, the top dog. The well, team. you just said it. I don't think he gets in Michael's way. way. His game, like Scotty's game, complements Mike's game. But I thought of someone, and it's not a small forward, but his game complements Michael's game, and I think they would have been they would have crushed everyone if you could have put it. They're, they're not from the same time period, though. But they, Uh-oh. Ooh. Tim Duncan. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because there's a guy who does not need the ball. Right. He doesn't need the fame. He doesn't need right. – he's out of the way, but he's he's even more of a beast than than Scotty. And he got them island hands and feet. And there's something about island niggas' hands and feet. It's just a smoothness <laughs> to the game because they used to walk in sand. And, and at the time of, of Jordan's basketball, to have just any other center, you have right. a center in there, and then to have – Duncan is your power is your power mm. forward, and then you have, uh, and then to have Jordan. I, I don't think th- that that to me that forms something that you yeah. can't beat. So that that was the only other th- person I was thinking because it has to be Jordan needs a number two. Everybody needs a number two, but 
Scotty was because God, this we talked about this a little bit on the on yesterday's podcast. Jordan raised Scotty to be the number two. Yes. So that's that's the reason it works. Whereas <clears throat> I don't think you raise Grant Hill. No. I don't think you raise Tim Duncan. They're already raised and they fit in because again, in terms of styles. But coming to Scotty's rescue again a little bit. How would you like to be remembered as the greatest number two? When you know you could have went to another team that had another solid player, and you say Scotty doesn't win any other rings, he could have been on another team that he could have. Well, remember when he was first drafted, he was drafted to the Sonics. Yeah. And then was traded to the Bulls on draft day. Um, yeah, and, and you know, to not Scotty's rescue, uh, I, I got to bring up a great point that I think Chris Broussard made when – um, the cartoon ringing. It's my phone. I don't know who it is, but they'll have to. Um, if Scotty was the man that he's now claiming he was, and he's nobody's number two, then why couldn't Scotty Pippen, with all his championship knowledge, experience, he's still in great physical basketball shape, beat the Los Angeles Lakers when they had a fifteen-point lead in the fourth quarter? When the Lakers won their first title. Now, you mean to tell me that if you take Scotty off that team and you put Jordan on that team, which was stacked, Jordan don't finish that series? I, I think, you know, now now we're talking about a different level. And again, why I always think Jordan's the best player, even though, again, I said Scotty was my favorite player to watch on the Bulls. Scotty right. was my favorite player on the Bulls, but Jordan's the GOAT because that mental edge that Jordan has over everything else. Jordan right. wasn't the most physically dominant player. He was athletically gifted, but physically he but physically I would be more afraid of Jordan than a lot of other people that were bigger than Jordan because he dominated mentally. And listen, I know people will say and I think even when we had this conversation, you were like, well, he was older. Both of them were older. I still have a hard time believing on paper. Akeem Olajuwon, truly one of the best centers ever. Charles Barkley, one of the most dominant power forwards ever. And Scottie Pippen don't win a ring in Houston. Yeah, but they were older. But damn, dude. dude and, but, and again, I'm going to still go to Scottie's rescue. Uh, Phil Jackson admits that the the uh, the triangle was run best without Jordan. It was run best with Pippen because Pippen played to the triangle, the team ball, where Jordan yeah. was a different player. Right. So I I, I have great respect for for uh, Pippen. I think we, if Pippen was able to get the mentality that he he eventually had, which I don't know if he gets without Jordan, I think is a number one somewhere. But he has to go down. He has to go down as the greatest number two in my in how I look at it. But to be the greatest number two is still just two, and that's not easy for some people. Apparently, it ain't easy for Pippen. No, now, now I think it got worse. You know, he remember though he got divorced, and I'm not trying to be a dick. And this is not a begins. How many times do you think that that wife <laughs> reminded him that? When she put Future's dick in her mouth, he became number two. I think that there's a lot more going on with Pippen than we're, we're than basketball. If Future's one of them niggas that rhyme like that, that's a, that's a, 
That's the sound she was making. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there's a lot more going on with Pippen right now than just the basketball thing. I think that, that right. he has been a mentally – I feel like he's he's in a mental situation right now. Yeah. Um, all right. Frank Williams, would you rather? Hey, Aries. <clears throat> big, <clears throat> Jesus Christ. Big fan of the podcast, and I have a situation for you. Would you rather run into Michael Jordan in the bathroom and have a fanboy moment and ask – for an autograph or have a 40-minute interview with Tyson on his podcast. I know you're a big fan of Jordan and you heard the story of Mike, but which one would you rather have? Peace, power to the yeah. He, yeah. I have my whole family looking retarded. Even my one-year-old has it in him. Peace. And love, yeah, he, yeah, he. Oh, he's trying to see yay, he, yay, he. I'm sitting here reading this shit. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he. Nigga, just say Schwarzenegger. <laughs> P- I don't understand what he means when he says peace, power to the yeah. To both peace, power to the yay, he, yay, he. Peace, power. I have my whole family looking retarded. Even my one-year-old has it in him. Oh, okay. I, I wonder what pe- peace power mean. Is it peace? Peace and power? No, nah, he put P.S. P- P- oh, P.S. Power to the yeah. P.S. Boy, you niggas. <laughs> Jesus. He, here's what you were supposed to do. P dot S dot. But he just goes, the letters P and S together. So I'm going P's and the S is lowercase. So I'm thinking like it's a apostrophe, lowercase s, like P's, plural. Oh, my God, folks. Please, let me tell you something. (laughs) Quotation marks uh, and proper spelling and grammar and articulation, there's stoplights and traffic signs. Without them, we have anarchy in the streets. All you hear is, please, folks. Traffic lights and stop signals and signs in your dialogue. Now that I read it, I get it now. P.S. Power to the yay he yay he. I have my whole family looking retarded. The irony is right now you had me retarded, nigga. <laughs> yay he yay he. Retarded. Retardation. Yeah. Oh, my God. Back to your would you rather. Um, Would you rather run into Michael Jordan in the bathroom and ask for an autograph? And I'm assuming he'll give it to me. Or 40 minutes. 40 minutes with Tyson, man. And that pains me to say that because I'm a Mike Hewer. But Tyson is just a more intriguing personality. I got too many questions I need answers to. And, you know, I, I just I feel Mike on such a human level that I, that would mean more to me. I'd get more out of that. Dude, I just don't know how you initiate a conversation with anybody in the bathroom like that. You can't look at Jordan while he's taking a piss and go, dude, I, I love your work. Can I get an autograph? <laughs> you don't have to do this. <laughs> but the only reason why I'm doing it is because it's part of my personality. Uh, hold my dick. 
There you go, kid. Hey, <laughs> you can't initiate a conversation with anybody. In no, advance, can you? I don't think you can. I don't think you. I don't think you should. Okay, let, let let's say. Okay, let's just say. Uh, it's a uh, whoever whoever's your favorite actor. Okay. Who name him? Uh, let's say James Gandolfini. So J- James Gandolfini's still alive, and he's in the bathroom, and um, and you walk in. H- how do you? How would you? How do you start? What, what's the first? How do you say anything? Excuse me, Mister. I'm taking a shit here. Come on, what are you doing? I'm taking a fucking dump. I, I'm sorry, Mister Gasvini. Uh, I just want to say I'm a huge fan of fan of the Sopranos. So are a lot of fucking people. But right now, I got a third. I got a relation. Jesus fucking Christ! And I get a break here. What do you want me to shine? A piece of tissue, a paper towel? What do you want me to shine? I, I just, is it possible I could take a picture with you? All right, let me finish doing what I'm doing. I'm going to wipe my ass, and I'm going to take a piss, and I'm going to clean my shelf. Let me wash my hands, at least. I mean, you don't want to get Tony Doodoo on your piece of paper. <laughs> I guess. How do you, I just don't get it. There's no way you yeah, do it. There's it, no it's, way you It's do, weird. You, have you ever ran into anybody else famous? In, in the a bathroom? bathroom? Yeah. No. And if I did, I would I would act like they, I didn't know them. It's, it's a piss time. It's, it's, <laughs> Tranquil. It's about tranquility, man. Peace of mind. <laughs> Harvey Cartel, I think, could walk up to anybody in the bathroom. Harvey could, could say, say, like, if he ran into, uh, right. you know, you know uh, Robert De Niro, I could see, you know, him saying, like, there, there's something in there. That- I'm smart. <laughs> God, it's a warm. But, but you, that's the only person I think that you would go, oh fuck, because he's he's only. A- but, but see, only a famous person could approach a famous person. And it wouldn't be, you know, it, it wouldn't be a, an autograph. It'd be a conversation. So I heard you taking a shit in there. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. We, we got to go, man. Yeah, we do. Um, all right. Uh, well, there it is. Um, coming up. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger hearing uh, Sylvester Stallone taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Sly, are you okay in there? I hear you. Sounds like you're in pain. Are you all right? Uh, yeah, you know, I don't, I'm just taking a dump, you know? It's one of those crunchy ones, you know, one of those rocky ones. It looks like I'm shitting the thing from the Fantastic Four's finger. Oh, that's a big finger. I've seen it. It's, it's part of the pond. It's rocky. Are you almost finished? Yeah, you know, a couple more pumps and I'll be all done, you know? Uh, hey, I ain't got no toilet tissue. You think you can pass me some? Is that a command? Because if it is, I will call that you're giving me a commando. <laughs> you're giving Arnold a commando. You got the joke as a commando. Yeah, you know, this ain't really the time for jokes, you know? I'm sitting here. I got... I got Jason Statham in one store. I got Al Pacino in another store. I got, you know, we're all Keanu's in a store, and we're all making butt noises. We're having an ass jam session. <laughs> Keanu, was that you? Yeah. Yeah. What'd you, what'd you eat? I had beans, but it was in a can. It was just cans. <laughs> Hey, yo, who was that? Oh, boy. I tell you, that chicken tartare, it ain't sitting well. 
It's really going through me. Excuse me. Here's another one. Whoa, sounds like a trumpet. Whoa, this is getting kind of crazy. Hey, Statham, you've been quiet in there. Oh, I'm squeezing it out like butter. It's just out like butter. I'm almost done. Arnold, what are you doing? I'm taking a leak. I'm draining the weasel. I'm shooting the machine gun. Every time I piss, I blow holes in the urinal. That's that strong Australian cock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just want to... I just want to say this is the greatest dump in the history of my dumps and I just want to say one thing to my wife at home yo Adrian I did it do you know why Jason Statham was so cool why and he doesn't make a lot of noise when he's taking a shit because that's how he gets pussy because oh god it's the second time I failed this I don't make a lot of noise when I'm shit. Women can't hear me. And that's how I get snatched. All right. Musically. Uh... All right. Coming up right now, this is Shad Jackson. Uh, sincere Sebi. I don't know if the song is called Sebi. But anyway. Uh, song for the podcast. Uh, oh, God damn. Song for the podcast is called Sincere Ebby, I think. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at S-I-N-C-E-R-E-S-E-B-B-Y. Hope you enjoy the song. See y'all. Same bad time, same bad channel next week. We out here. Yeah. <laughs>
That's how I get pussy. 